Good evening, family. We've been thinking a lot about hard situations and challenges that people are are going through in our family. If you're a guest here this evening, uh, know that it's been a heavy season here at Northside uh, um, in just a lot of ways. And as a family, it's a season of lamenting for us. So we talked a little bit about that this morning, what that means for us as a family. You will not believe this, but the next line in this message is, we come into this world crying. Uh, We come into this world crying. Uh, Well, neither you or I remember this exact moment. Uh, The first sound that we made as we entered into this world, leaving the warm and safe protection of our mother's womb, uh, was to cry. Whether that cry was the cry of hunger or thirst, anger or in simple protest, uh, we entered the world wailing. All of which, all of that reminds us that to cry is to be human. There's something within us wired that way. It doesn't stop at the day of our birth. Um, We enter into a broken world, a world not as it was intended to be, a world infected with the effects of sin and as a result much suffering. Uh, We need only look around to see so many examples of this. Cancer, addictions, failed marriages, struggling marriages, relational conflict, loneliness, Abuse. We don't have time to list all of the struggles and challenges we see in our broken world. But we realize they are there. Death and its sting are a constant and permanent reminder that something is not right with the world. It is not what God intended it to be. A result of our choice, of our sin... We live in a world that was vastly different than what God made and what God desired for us. And so, we don't stop crying after we are born. It continues in our lives because our world is so broken. And while tears and sorrow are part of our humanity, there is an oft-neglected prayer language in the Bible uh, for our journeys in a broken world. And we talked about that this morning. Those prayers are called lament. And there's a way to do it. And there's uh, examples in Scripture. And so tonight, that's what I'd like for us to consider, what I'm calling learning to lament. And if you don't need it right now, I hope you'll Keep it in mind for the days in which you do. Lament is not the same as crying. It's different. Uh, Everyone weeps, but not everyone laments. Lamenting is a uniquely Christian thing. It's based in faith. And so, what is it exactly? Well, um, think about it like this. When you 
get a blessing in your life? Um, the girl says yes. Uh, the job offers a promotion. Uh, your family adds someone. In, in all of these blessings, whenever we experience goodness, people of faith naturally turn toward God in both praise and thanksgiving. That's natural to do. We should do that. So what happens when we experience the opposite? What happens when we're overcome by chaos and brokenness, suffering and even death? When we hurt physically, we cry out in pain. Parents of young children know this. When they get hurt, they cry out. Uh, they, they seek instinctively to be comforted. And in the same way when we cry out physically, that we cry out in pain, when we hurt spiritually, we cry out in lament. A lamentation, as one person wrote, can be described as a loud spiritual ouch. that comes not from the, the body, but that comes from the soul. Many years ago, uh, our family here at Northside experienced a, a tragic loss. Uh, it was awful. The, the details of that you don't need to know. They aren't pertinent. But in, in the men's group that I was meeting with at the time, we were all sharing about the news and thinking about the families affected and weeping with them and praying for them. And I'll never forget that one of the guys I was, that was in that group said, I just, when the Bible talks about tearing your robes, the ancient Israelites tore their robes as a sign of grief. They would cover themselves in dust and ashes. It, it, was, it was not something I've ever done or been trained to do, but my, my, there was something from within me that wanted to just tear my robes. It, it was such a punch to the gut. That's lamentation. Whether you physically render your clothes or cover yourself in dust, uh, when you heard the news this week, uh, my guess is you reacted, and probably viscerally. What? That's lament. As we said this morning, there's too many laments to list in Scripture, but I want you to listen to a few of the cries from the pages of the Psalms. There's over 50, so there's plenty to choose from, but I want you to listen specifically to those that are directed to God. From Psalm chapter 6, verse 3. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? From Psalm chapter 10, verse 1. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? 
You have to flip a little farther on this one from Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Bible is is filled with the cries of God's hurting people and their anguishing songs of sorrow. And so you see, lament is deeper than sadness. It's different from despair. Uh, lament is a form of prayer. It's, it's more than just the expression of pain and sorrow. It's more than just the venting of our emotion. Lament talks to God about our pain. Lament has a unique purpose. Trust. It's a divine invitation from your Heavenly Father to pour out your fears, your frustrations, your sorrows, and even your questions. All for the purpose of not necessarily figuring all that out. Not necessarily coming away with any answers, but for the express purpose of renewing our full confidence in and our full love of God. Lament turns toward God when your sorrow tempts you to run from Him. Lament seeks the God who sees, El Roy, when we feel so lost and alone and feel like no one understands. Lament seeks the God Most High, El Elyon, when we are sinking in the depths. Lament seeks God Almighty, El Shaddai, when we feel weak and frail and vulnerable and helpless. Lament seeks out the God who heals, Yahweh Rofi. We seek Him as the great physician to heal our wounds and to bind up our hurts and to apply balm to our troubled souls. Lament seeks out Yahweh Suri, the Lord my rock, as the only stability in the midst of life's most turbulent storms. This is the God we seek. This is why lament matters. <laughs> lament turns toward God when sorrow tempts you to run from Him. And so we, we should do it. You might be asking the question, which is most natural, how do we do it? I'm glad you asked. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 13. A short psalm, a song of lament. I think in Psalm 13, we can see what I'll call four essentials for lamenting. 
for the season that we're in now. If you are not sure what to do with your grief and sorrow, if you're not sure how to handle it, not sure where to go, or even if you're not facing a season of lament, I'm quite sure that you will. And so from Psalm 13, just six short verses, we can see four essentials. I'll read the psalm and then we'll go through it. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. Because he has dealt bountifully with me. Alright, so in, in these six verses, four principles, more four essentials, hopefully, that will help. Number one, turn to God. Often laments, specifically this one, uh, begin with an address to God. How long, O Lord? How long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Uh, When we, a people of faith, come to a moment of despair or pain, we choose to talk to God about what's happening. We think about this on a human level, we understand this, I think, if we have children, uh, certainly if they're teenage years or older. Our desire is their mom or dad, when we know something is wrong, we can tell in their attitude, in their behavior, in their actions, in their demeanor, we can tell something's wrong. But then the challenge is getting them to open up, getting them to share, getting them to talk about what's going on in here. And parents seek that because we love our children. We want relationship with our children. Uh, We want to know when they had a bad day at school or a hard day at work or an unspeakable tragedy. We want to know. It's part of relationship. It's someone who's with you through the good and the bad and the ugly. And so for a person of faith, walking by faith, means that in times of despair and heartache and sorrow, we turn to God instinctively. Instead of running from Him or hiding from Him or saying, yeah, God, I, I, I can handle this. We turn to God. And sometimes that's hard because depending on the level of Grief, sometimes there aren't words. Sometimes there just aren't words to say how we feel. Sometimes we just don't know how to pour out. And I'm grateful for the promise of the Holy Spirit who helps us, who intercedes for us. I think you can pray without speaking. But the important part is that we turn to God. 
Number two, bring your complaint. It seems like every lament that I've read has some kind of complaint, has some kind of problem, issue, grief that they're dealing with. This one in, in Psalm 13 is, how, how long must I take counsel in my soul? How long must I have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Bringing your complaint is more than what I'll call a sinful rehearsing of your anger. Biblical lament is humble. And, and, and honestly identifies our pain, our questions, and our frustrations. And I think this is really important because I, I hear people say, I get angry at God. And I, there's something within me that responds viscerally to that. Because there's a certain kind of anger that, that presumes that you know things that God doesn't know. That, that, that there's something that God hasn't taken into consideration. If we're, you know, New Testament tells us, in your anger, do not sin. You can be angry in your prayer, and you can be angry and bring that to your Father but I still believe it requires reverence of who God is. And I think that's what lament is. It's that it's expressing anger, but being humble. Expressing anger, but saying, I'm hurting, I'm frustrated, I don't understand. Um, I, I, on, on a human level, with our children... Sometimes they get angry or disagree. I don't, none of your children do that. Um, but I will tell them, you may be angry, and you may disagree, but you still must be respectful of your mother and I. Okay, so I, I, I would say the same is true in our lament. Don't let your anger move into pride. You... If you're under 30, you get this reference. There's a scene in the movie Forrest Gump. Lieutenant Dan serves in Vietnam, loses his legs, gets real bitter and angry about the whole deal, turns to the bottle, tries to ease his pain with alcohol. He and Forrest pair up, decide they're going to the shrimping business, and there's this vast storm. Lieutenant Dan yells and lashes out at God. And I think, that's, I think that was a very irreverent way. I don't think that's the right way to approach God. I do believe God understands our anger. I do not believe He deserves our anger. I think He loves us. And I think we should be careful. But I do think we can, just like He would with your... With, with a, a, a father here on earth, I think you can bring him your complaint and do so 
in honest humility. And I think that's okay. Number three, ask for help. Psalm 13, uh, verse 3 and 4 says, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I've prevailed over him. Lest my foes say uh, rejoice because I am shaken. Seeking God's help, asking for God's help while you're in pain is in and of itself an act of faith. Several years ago at teen camp, we were, the week was on faith in God and trusting Him. And we talked about this point, and the parents in charge of that did a really creative thing, and they came up with this game. And uh, I don't remember all the details of the game, but essentially uh, the kids were blindfolded. And there were just a select few that were not blindfolded. And the only way to be unblindfolded was at the point where you asked for help. The point where you reached out, where you cried out to someone. And as they were playing the game, they had just done this class on crying out to God for help. And the point was that to teach the teenagers that when you're struggling, when you're hurting, when you're tempted... When you're in a season of of sorrow, to ask God for help, to seek Him, to seek His presence, to seek His word, to seek His peace, to seek His wisdom. You see, if we aren't careful, sorrow can create an eerie silence. Do any of you go silent when you get frustrated? I do. When I'm mad, I don't yell, rage, and I, I go silent. We have to be careful with that. Sorrow can lead us to a place of silence with God in our despair. A place when we reach a hope where we feel like there's no hope or denial. Eh, everything's fine, I'm fine. But lament invites us to, to trust in God enough to ask Him for help. To seek Him and to say, Father, I'm hurting and I don't know what to do with it. I'm angry and I don't know how to fix it. I'm troubled, and there's something that I, it's, it's harder than I, I know how to, it's bigger than me, I, it's more than I can handle. And that takes humility on our part as well. Number four, choose to trust. Verses five and six. But I have trusted in your steadfast love, and my heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And I think this is the goal of all laments. All the roads lead back to trust. You see, lamenting is not moving through the stages of grief. I, I do believe the stages of grief are real. But lamenting is more than that. It removes, it, it moves us to the stages of trust. To renew our trust in God as we navigate our, our brokenness. So four things. One, turn to God. Two, bring your complaint humbly. Three, ask for help. Number four, 
choose to trust. Lament is the prayer language of God's people as we live in a world marred by sin. It's how we talk to God about our sorrows, and it's how we knew our hope in His sovereign care. To cry is human, but to lament is Christian. While crying is fundamentally to all is fundamental to all human beings, Christians lament because we believe and because we know that God is sovereign and He is good. Christians know the promises from Scripture. We believe in His in God's power to deliver. We know the tomb is empty, as we're going to celebrate here in a couple of weeks. And we believe that Jesus is alive. And all those things being true, we still experience pain and sorrow. Lament is the language for learning to live between these two realities. On, on one hand, the reality of hard life and difficulties and trials and tribulations in this world. And on the other hand, the hope that we have through Jesus. Trusting in God's sovereignty. Believing that he can deliver us and he will ultimately, if not in the earthly sense, in the eternal, eternal sense, deliver us. Lament is a prayer form for people who are waiting for the day when Jesus will return. You see, Christians don't just mourn. We have a, something deeper than that. We long for God to end the pain. Our laments will take faith. Talking to God instead of getting sinfully angry at Him or embittered toward Him, that requires biblical conviction. Laying out the, the messiness of your, your soul and your heart and asking God to help you requires a great deal of humility and understanding about who God is and who you are not. Lament turns toward God when sorrow tempts you to run from Him. Lament interprets the world through a biblical lens. We put on our biblical eyeglasses and see. We lament because we know that over the long course of the story, from beginning to end, that God will be victorious. From creation to fall, redemption and restoration, we still see God working. We believe that the cause of all lament is sin. And we trust in the final promise about the ending of lament in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Another translation says, for the old order of things has passed. Christians not only mourn the brokenness of our world, but we long for a day when all weeping will cease. We wonder how long, O oh Lord. You see, anyone can cry, but Christians are called to lament. Since life is full of sorrow and trouble... And since the Bible is clear about the work of God, Christians 
should be lamenters. We should honestly and regularly talk to God and with God about our sorrows and struggles. And so Christians should learn to lament. We can start by reading the Psalms. As we've said, over a third of them are laments. We can read Psalm 10. We can read Psalm 13. We can read Psalm 22. We can read Psalm 77. We can read so many. We can move to the 47 other books and chapters of lament. And as you read these laments, the words of Scripture will become yours. You'll learn, as we all learn, by doing. And you'll be surprised how connected you are with those words. To cry is human. To lament is Christian. And so until Jesus returns, the world's going to be marked by our tears. Children will continue to be born and their first cry will announce their arrival into a broken world. May we in Christ learn to move from crying to lamenting. May we move from despair to deep faith and trust in God. To cry is human, but to lament is far different. And it is uniquely Christian. Let's pray. Our Father God, we come to you this evening acknowledging your power, your might, your holiness, your righteousness. And Lord, we, if we come to you honestly as a family, and we, we strive to, uh, you know that this has been a heavy season in our church family. And we bring to you our, our sadness for those who have lost, our frustrations with those who struggle again and again and again. We bring to you our, our frustration because we don't know all the answers. We don't have the right words. And so, Lord, we, we simply, humbly turn to you. Help us, Lord. Help us in our grief. Help us have peace in our frustrations. Help us have calm in our souls. Renew again, O oh Lord, our trust in you and our love for you. We never doubt your love for us, Father. We know, we believe. If we believe nothing else, we believe in your love. We know how deeply you love us because how much it has cost you. And we believe that love personified is your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's through him we have hope, even in death. And it's through him that we have solace, even in times of grief. Father, comfort us as only you can. Bring us your peace, which passes all understanding. 
We ask this all through Christ. Amen.